It's December 9th, 2017, and episode two of the Anonymous Orator is starting right about now. All right. What's up, fellas, ladies, gentlemen, kids of all it Well, no. Kids of all ages did not be listening to the show. Sorry. <laughs> I always have to do that. I can't start playing music in this Ableton software without uh, fucking around with it, making it sound different, mixing it. Anyway, we'll just uh, we'll fade it out, right? There it goes. Why did I pick that music? It doesn't even make really any sense to anything that this show has to do with. It's kind of like, uh, uh, I don't, what kind of music is that? <laughs> it's like uh, Arabic, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, well, anyway, welcome to the show. This is the anonymous orator. This is episode two and it is like three in the morning on, uh, December 9th, 2017. Why am I awake at 3 in the morning? Because I just got home from work. Because I'm one of those sad, pathetic morons who made bad decisions throughout his life. And at the age of 30-something, I uh, work nights. And, uh, yeah, that's my cross to bear. No, not cross. That's my burden. I guess you could use it both ways. I don't know what the correct term would be. Anyway, yeah, you know, I'm okay with it. It's it's not the best. I don't see the kids much because I go to work all night. And then, of course, they're in bed for hours before I get home. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to switch my schedule on the weekend, too, you know. Um, try to start sleeping at a normal hour so I can see the kids. And, actually, I work the weekends. So, <laughs> not only did I make bad enough decisions to where I, A, work a job I don't like, B, work all night c i'm salary so i tend to work a lot for free because they put the word supervisor in front of my name and now that means you get to work for free which is bullshit and uh yeah i guess i knew that going into it but anyway um and i mean my job hasn't been that bad lately i don't know why i'm bitching i got off on time today sadly uh, getting home at 2.30 in the morning is getting off on time for me. Um, but yeah, that's not important. You guys don't care about that. Actually, that brings me to my next point. You guys don't care about anything because you guys don't technically exist. Yeah, that's right. I said it. The Anonymous Orator Podcast has zero listeners. <laughs> Why? Because it's hard to promote a podcast when you don't exist yourself. As I have not mentioned my name, nor will I, because this is the anonymous orator, which means I am anonymously yakking into my microphone and nobody will ever hear it. However, it will be on iTunes, which episode one is on iTunes. And uh, maybe somebody will stumble across it. Maybe maybe somebody will listen to it and think, hey, this is interesting. This guy has an interesting point of view, and he puts together a podcast every couple weeks that actually sounds pretty good. 
better than most in terms of sound quality, worse than most in terms of content, but it gets me through the day. He comes up with interesting things, and you know what? I kind of like this anonymous orator guy. He, you know, he makes my drive into work a little bit better. That's what I would hope would happen. I hope that's my ambitions for this podcast is that one person finds it and uh, enjoys it. You know, I dream big. What do you expect? But anyway, yeah, my job isn't going too bad. I can't complain. It pays the bills. Um, the supervisor title did come with a, 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 a raise. Um, not hourly. Since I am putting in more hours, it's probably a pay cut. But uh, you're not supposed to think of your job in terms of hours, as, as, as uh, my manager said. You're supposed to think of it in terms of responsibility. And I'm thinking, yeah, this was a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, how y'all doing? Why do I? Yeah. I mean, anybody got anything terrible in their life they want to email to me? Uh, I honestly don't even remember the email to the show. That's how shitty this is. I'm, I believe it's anonymous orator podcast at gmail.com. I'm trying to find it now because I remember setting it up and I had to change some things. Um, but anyway, email me and tell me about how shitty you feel about everything going on in your life and how you hate your job and your boss just like everybody else. Because, you know, maybe I'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, it can't be as bad as being a senator right now, though. I mean, you guys are watching the news, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Every... <laughs> I know I talked about this on episode one, but what the fuck? Is everybody in politics just molesting each other? Like, and has any of this stuff ever happened recently? I mean, again, I brought that up in the last episode, but what the fuck? Every claim is like, oh, back in 2002, yeah, I got grabbed my boob. And you're just like, that's fucked up, but why now? And I, I hate being that guy. I shouldn't bring that up. It shouldn't matter, right? That's that's the responses. It shouldn't matter. They felt it was they couldn't come out then, and they are coming out now, and it shouldn't matter. But it kind of matters. Oh, you can hear my uh, my furnace kicking on. It is cold as balls. I not only do I work nighttime weekends for free. Did I mention it's outside? Did I mention that I live in an area that's not warm and that this job is outside? Yeah, yeah, that's my life. Yeah, I was working outside today, freezing my balls off all night. <laughs> working swing shift in the winter is a whole nother fucking ball game. I'm telling you, I worked days for a while there and it wasn't even that bad, but in a, in a state... In the United States, that has cold winters, working all night. Anyway, I'm just, I'm done with that. But yeah, back to all the fucking uh, senators molesting everybody. What the hell? You know what I mean? I mean, and then the politics behind it is disgusting. Holy shit, the tribal politics right now. I know politics are always messy. 
and it's always been this way but holy shit dude the president of the united states is currently as we speak fundraising and campaigning for a child molester <laughs> what the fuck because he doesn't want a liberal to hold a senate seat in alabama roy moore you can ask you you ask the leadership do you believe the women's stories about Roy Moore molesting 14-year-old girls when he was in his 30s? And they say, yes. We have no reason not to believe their stories. They're credible. Um, the reporting was done correctly. And his response was weak. And yes, we believe the women that claim that he was molesting them when they were 14. And then you say, so you're still supporting this guy you still are giving him money and hoping that he wins you low life piece of shit and i don't care and that's at least at least the democrats whether you're republican or democrat probably not democrat most people who listen to these types of shows these random white dudes yelling in their basement which is what I'm doing now. Yeah, typically a conservative bunch, right? But uh, even, e anyway, this is a win for the Democrats. Because when the fuckers on the Democratic side do this shit, we cut them out. They're done. It's over. I mean, Al Franken resigned, I think, this morning. Um, actually, it would have been technically yesterday morning. I think the 8th. You know, because he inappropriately kissed a woman again like 47 years ago now this was like 10 years ago actually 12 13 years ago i think um you know he kissed her and she didn't like it and it was fucked up and he's gone resigned you know what i mean but you know the republicans are like well he may have molested a couple of girls i mean come on it's better than having a Democrat hold the seat. <laughs> the tribal politics are disgusting right now. And it's kind of funny to see everybody getting taken down. It's like, you guys watch American Horror Story? Um, the most recent one, Cult, talks about, you know, trying to get tre President Trump elected to release the female rage. Um, and that's kind of happening in real life right now where him getting elected, you know, this he's, he, he's caught on tape admitting to abusing his celebrity status, abusing his power to grab women by the pussy, his words, on tape a month before election day. Yeah still got elected anyway he got in and it kind of did unleash the woman the fury of the woman right like we had marches in the streets and people aren't putting up with it and everybody's coming out and they're taking down these big dudes and i don't know if him getting elected would have had the same result there wouldn't really 
be a reason to fire up and unleash the woman rage because you know a woman would have won the white house and they you know would probably i guess feel sort of satisfied i guess and not really outraged and so it's kind of a positive thing from an from an, an, a negative thing happening like trump becoming the president can kind of have this that's the action the reaction can kind of be positive of like okay but we're not going to put up with this shit anymore and we're taking you fuckers down and it's a good thing and uh yeah it's interesting how that happens you know you watch uh what's that show on hulu with james franco um stephen king book uh shit well anyway the premise is he's going back in time to stop the kennedy assassination um which uh in theory would have prevented the vietnam war because i guess who was it lyndon johnson was the one who was really pushing for the war and i'm not great with my history but anyway that's what that book and that tv series is about and then in the end spoiler alert in the end he eventually does prevent the kennedy assassination and we have like dire consequences right we did avoid the vietnam war however you know the butterfly effect or whatever this affected this and that affected that we end up with a much worse you know apocalyptic future um than we would have if we just had the war in the first place and there's no way to ever know how things would really turn out um there's just never any way to know any alternate uh, future there's only one right you know people who have terrible things happen you know maybe their uh best friend dies in a car accident or something crazy and they think ah if i would have just you know picked him up from the store that day he called me wanting a ride then he would have survived and you know yeah and and we can torture ourselves with these thoughts but uh realistically you know um there's no way to really know what would have happened and if you really think about it deeply there's there's not really any other way anything could ever go right um we have these thoughts of like if this didn't happen then this wouldn't happen and and it's really kind of an error of logic because that did happen you know so you can't really say if that didn't this would have because you're you're changing reality right i mean you could have you could say that about anything and it's nonsensical if there was no floor i could float i mean but there is a floor you know <laughs> that's that's really bad i can't come up with a good example if there was no gravity i could float okay but there is gravity it's kind of the same that's a stupid thing to say because you're saying if there was no gravity which should just stop right there because there is gravity and that's kind of the logic we need to apply to time you can't say if this person didn't say or do this then this would have happened because they did say or do what happened and that's reality and you need to accept it and yeah and i find myself doing stuff like that all the time but it's really a nonsensical thing to say or think about but it's hard not to 
But yeah. How did I get on that subject? What are we fucking talking about today? I mean, what do we, we, we talked about my job. We talked about politics being really nasty right now. Just really bad. Um, I was going to talk a little bit more about Trump and what's going on right now in the world with this Mueller investigation. Um, one thought that keeps coming to mind is it's inevitable that maybe 10 years from now there will be a movie about all this and everything's going to kind of come to light. And I was just kind of trying to figure out who's going to play who. <laughs> like who's going to play Robert Mueller, you know, um, who's going to play Trump, who's going to play Trump's kids his sons that are all involved and but i mean that's just a thought that came to mind but realistically we should be wondering are these guys going to jail like (laughs) i I mean probably not um judging from what we know about trump and just what we know about republicans in general nowadays is there is no shame and there is no resignations obviously Right. I mean, obviously, if we've gone down to child molestation is okay as long as he votes my way. If we're down to there, there's nowhere else to go. And uh, so, yeah, there won't be a resignation. But what the hell's going to go on with this uh, Russia investigation? It's getting kind of crazy. I mean, we have indictments. <laughs> we have rumors of indictments. We got yeah, um, Flynn you know, cooperating with the FBI right now. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, I remember on election night being shocked as everybody else was that Trump won. And, uh, you know, we kind of at that time pushed the Russia thing aside. Like I specifically remember thinking that's not what caused this upset was the Russia meddling in the election. Like, it didn't seem like it could have pushed the needle that much. And I think I even remember watching CNN and one of the uh, talking heads, one of the commentators kind of saying that, like, we understand that there was, you know, <laughs> a Russia meddling um, with the election, but that didn't cause this. That that didn't move the needle this much. And they kind of backpedaled away from that. And it might be part of just... <laughs> Democrats and the population in general just trying to figure out what the hell happened. How did we have this big upset? Why were all the polls wrong? What's happening here? And we kind of grasped at straws and went back to the Russia investigation. That was my initial thought about it. I actually didn't think there was much there there with this Russia investigation as far as collusion with uh with the Trump campaign is concerned. And, you know, first impression, I was kind of like, yeah, that wasn't it. We're just looking for a reason, someone to blame. And I say we like I'm this raging Democrat who loved Hillary Clinton, which isn't true. I was not like a huge Clinton fan. I did vote for Hillary Clinton, um, but rather begrudgingly am i saying that one yeah anyway i wasn't happy about it you know um the state i live in now nah, i don't want to give away too many clues of who i am but at the state i live in during the primaries 
did not want a Trump Hillary general election. I'll just say that much. That was clear in our primaries. Um, I didn't know this was going to be a political show. I don't know. I'm not super political, but I do pay attention about what's going on. Um, but <laughs> Trump with this. But anyway, back to my point was uh, I didn't really think uh, the Russia thing was going to turn into much. I really did kind of think it was a a, a left wing um, grasp at some kind of reason for what happened. But the more it goes on, the more it starts turning out to be that, yeah, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, you got General Flynn, who was, what was he, the senior uh, military advisor? What was, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm drawing a blank on the job title, but top, top dog, right? Um, for military. And, uh, and, and, He's he he was lying to the FBI, lying to the vice president, lying that that that's a crime to lie to the FBI, <laughs> you know, and and he's cooperating now. And I know months ago, I remember him coming out. It was on the news that he said that if he could get immunity, he would tell his story, and he had a story to tell. And they didn't give him immunity. They're like, nah, we'll just make you tell us anyway, <laughs> you know, and. uh it's kind of crazy. Like, it's starting to feel like, yeah, maybe there was some fucking collusion, you know. This was kind of feeling like a little bit of a of a left, a, a left-wing uh, uh, witch hunt. But n no, people are getting indicted. People are going to jail, it's, you know. And it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, wow. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like a Nixon thing all over again. A little different, but feels very similar, very similar um, in so many ways, you know, and it's, you know, and I said this, I wish I did this show earlier because I, I you know, I had this theory of, you know, Trump <coughs> after he won, but before he took office, I said, he's going to get impeached. Like he's a nutcase. And <laughs> he can say and do a lot of bullshit and the voters can still bring him in and there's not much anybody can do about it. But once you're in, you got to kind of follow the rules because it's not up to the voters anymore. It's up to Congress, right? And it's up to the, the, the judicial system. It's up to the courts to decide whether you're behaving properly now. And I don't know if they're going to put up with it. And I thought, yeah, we can still vote him in no matter what he does because we're fucking stupid. But they can take him down. And it feels like they might. Um, which, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. We get Pence. I mean, is that something to be super happy about? I don't think anybody wanted to vote in Pence. But I guess we just get him. And I'm kind of digging the whole uh, the backlash to his presidency there's a lot of positive things coming out of it. A lot of people not putting up with shit anymore. Um, you know, they tried to do the uh, the Muslim ban and people took to the streets and the courts shut it down. You know, and it's like, <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Like, he, he might be the president, but uh, we're still kind of keeping him in check. And 
my, you know, my point is, is, is we take him away and it calms everybody down and people don't get fired up and the women don't take to the streets and do a women's march against bigotry, which was a good thing. And, you know, so it's kind of nice to get fired up. It's kind of good to have a common enemy, which is kind of scary, but it, you know, it is you know, it unites people <laughs> and it fires people up to have this common enemy that you want to take down. Um, but the press is really, you know, they need to be careful, the press in general, because I'm starting to catch them in some bullshit and they, they, they need to be careful because they're going to lose that trust. And I mean, they've lost a lot of mine anyway, but just let the stories speak for themselves. Don't start embellishing um what i'm talking about is trump when trump deserves a win give him the win because if you get caught being super biased about everything then all the bullshit he does becomes less important because we just think you're going to talk shit no matter what and it all honestly it gives him a lot of power it's kind of fuel to his fire it's kind of a you know he wants to take out the press essentially like he wants you know he would love to run this country exactly the way putin runs russia he would love it he would love it i don't care what anybody fucking tells you he would love it and that's pretty scary um but anyway we need to give him you know he he uh made Jerusalem the official um, capital of Israel. And uh, the uh, CNN's just going ape shit. And he's doing this bullshit. And they're just interviewing all the people who are against it. And just making it seem like another Trump blunder of bullshit. You know, this was a bad Trump decision. You know, and again, I'm not super smart <laughs> i mean that's the best way i could say it i'm not uh i just don't know a whole lot <laughs> so i didn't really know what our stance was and why that would even necessarily matter because i don't really study the middle east and i know there's a lot of fighting over there and have a very very kindergarten level understanding of the region and uh but anyway, apparently, you know, the last five presidents have all wanted to do that and all promised they were going to do that. Obama promised he was going to make Jerusalem the official capital and move our embassy to Jerusalem. And so did Bush, you know. And so it's like, oh, wait, you know, so this is a good thing, right? This is something they've all been running on. Everybody wants to happen. And Trump does it. And you just run to the fucking people who didn't like it. And that's the only side of the story you tell, you know, and you just make it, you just spin the story as some him just causing problems again. And it's like, fuck off guys. I mean, I hate Trump just as much as the next guy, but when I catch you in that shit, it really makes me skeptical of anything else you're going to tell me, you know, <laughs> why don't you say Trump accomplishes something that Obama couldn't, which is probably the way Fox would s spin it, right? But, you know, why why don't you talk about how great the economy is right now? 
you know, if, if if Clinton came in and the economy was booming, it'd be like number one news every day. Despite the economy booming, the Republicans are still upset. So just stop being so fucking biased. Is there, like, just be level with me. You know, be honest with me. And it's hard to find, you know. Um, Fox is uh, out of the question. Obviously, extremely right-wing bias. And, uh, you know, see it. MSNBC, extreme left. I can't even stomach either side. But, you know, CNN, CBS, NBC, they, they, you know, they, they were supposed to be, be uh, impartial. And they're not. And it fuels it fuels his base and they have a point and you need to fucking straighten up christmas i'm gonna change the subject we're gonna talk about christmas christmas is coming up and uh you might not know this about me hold on to your boots i am an atheist i say it i'm not scared to be struck by lightning by saying it and most people are atheists <laughs> i mean most agnostics are atheists and just won't say it for some reason but i just want to say first off you are an atheist if you do not believe in a god that follows three main criteria there is a creator is what you believe if you're this i'm explaining a theistic view you believe there's a creator you believe that this creator cares about its creation loves or hates but cares has passion about its creation and you believe that he intervenes with his creation that's the theistic view if you don't believe that then you're an atheist just say it i know you're just driving to work right now and say i'm an atheist because <laughs> you are because most people don't fully believe that now i mean some people believe in god right and that's fine i'm okay with that i will never try to convince you otherwise I, I grew out of that six years ago, <laughs> right? You know, people go through that stages of atheism where they find out, which I never really found out. I never really bought into the story anyway, and my family was really quite religious. Um, but it wasn't like a shocking, traumatic experience for me to, like, realize I was an atheist. It just had, it was like, I don't even know if there was a point in my life. It was just like, yeah, of course, I don't believe in that shit. Like, when did you stop believing? I don't know. I don't know if I ever did. I grew out of it with Santa, probably. <laughs> you know, when did I stop believing in the Easter Bunny? It was probably around that same time. Um, I don't remember the moment that I knew the Easter Bunny wasn't real, but it was probably around the same time that I realized God wasn't real. Um, but yeah, if you believe in a creator that cares about its creation and intervenes with its creation, you know, like answering prayers or performing miracles, then yeah, you, you are a theist. You believe in a God that supports the theistic view, you know, Christians and most, uh, you know, Muslims and, 
and stuff like that. But if you don't think that's real, then you're not agnostic. You're you're atheist. And so just say it. <laughs> agnostic is such a cop out. Like it's such a fucking lazy thing to be. And you really are an atheist and you just think, well, I just don't know what's going on. Nobody fucking knows what's going on. You think atheists just think they know everything? That's the stupidest shit in the world. Atheists are the exact opposite. We have no fucking clue. But we're pretty damn sure it's not this very specific thing because that doesn't make sense. It's the theists. It's people who believe in God who think they know everything, who think they have it all figured out and think they know exactly what everything is, where it came from, and why it's here, and where it's going. Based on no other reason than my parents told me so, or this book says so. Not based on anything, it just says it. That's crazy. <laughs> not cra Again, not saying you're crazy if you believe in God, that's fine. A lot of people who are much smarter than me believe in God, and that's fine. However, if you don't believe in that very specific version of God, then you're an atheist. You're not agnostic. Agnostic doesn't mean you believe in the universe or you believe there's a higher power. Of course there's a higher power. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of, of course there are much higher powers and amazingly awesome, crazy-ass shit going on out there in the universe and beyond. And that's amazing and cool. But it doesn't mean that you're not atheist. But anyway, I wanted to talk about Christmas. <laughs> and I'm an atheist. And I celebrate and love Christmas. Oh my god! You hypocritical piece of fuck! That's our holiday. You can't. Is it? Is Christmas really your holiday? Because if it is, you're, that's sad, right? I mean, if I were a Christian, Christmas would be like a punch in the fucking face. What a disrespect to my savior to celebrate it with complete and utter greedy commercial, commercial, commercializing. Why can't I speak? Commercialism. Is that a word? materialistic commercial <laughs> fuck oh, I'm tired am I going to edit this part out and I'm going to be like yeah I should but why bother as we said I don't have a listener yet um anyway you get my point you know what I'm trying to say you're like saying it like dude anonymous orator bro why the fuck can't you say that and I'll say, dude, because I just worked 11 and a half hours in freezing-ass cold weather outside, and I'm tired. Anyway, wouldn't shouldn't you be upset if you are a Christian, Catholic, whatever, you believe in Jesus, you believe that December 25th is the celebration of his birth, and we're going to celebrate it by buying a bunch of shit from Amazon.com and Walmart.
and going and fighting our neighbors for the best deal in this greedy grab of disgusting display of and you know i like it <laughs> it's christmas it's fun but i would not want that tied to something as emotional and as important to me as the birth of the person i worship that should be something else so again atheists can celebrate christmas we do celebrate christmas we like christmas we like the christmas songs we sing about jesus and uh that's okay because to us christmas is about family it's about giving it's about enjoying each other's company it's about realistically in my mind now some of this might sound a little superficial <laughs> but realistically what christmas is really about to me is giving my kids those memories that i had of christmas which were going to grandma's house seeing uncles and aunts and cousins that i only saw once a year on christmas or christmas eve and that excitement of opening gifts from family the next morning and giving gifts and seeing them open them it is about all of that and you can have all of that and the birth of christ doesn't even have to be part of it now that might sound sad to people who celebrate christmas in the sense of it's not about that it's about you know jesus being born and it's like okay <laughs> that's fine but i don't really care if you think that me celebrating christmas because i don't believe in christ is funny because a and you know this has probably been thrown in your face by atheists before but the whole tree thing and the gifts and all that shit really looked down on in the bible you can find a lot of anti-Christmas stuff in the Bible um, about decorating trees, which is, you know, the uh, pagans kind of invented the whole idea. You know, all the traditions we have, the star on the top of the tree, decorating the tree, giving the gifts. A lot of that did not come from Jesus being born. You know, it's just traditions from other holidays pagan mostly and so you know if you want to say i can't celebrate christmas because i'm not christian then you shouldn't be decorating a tree because you're not pagan it's just fucking stupid anybody can do whatever they want <laughs> as long as they're not hurting people and so i just kind of wanted to talk about that and give you the perspective of why would an atheist celebrate christmas and realistically, I think we're celebrating it in a much more pure way, in the sense that yeah, we accept it for we accept it for what it is, and we're okay with that. And what it is is buying shit <laughs> and giving it to people and hanging out with people. And uh, but really, to me, it's 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 memories for my kids. It's. Uh, some of my best memories ever are around the holidays 
and it's a whole nother feeling. And it was never to deal with thinking about, oh, I have this feeling in my heart about Christmas because, you know, baby Jesus was born. Like, uh, the, the does not con connect, right? <laughs> so becoming an atheist doesn't take away from your Christmas celebrations, believe it or not. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know how long I've been going, but it's probably about time to shut up. Um, I take a couple of random notes throughout the week and, uh, about what I want to talk about on this podcast. And I haven't talked about the thing that's number one on my list and I don't know if I want to. I'll tell you what I wrote in my little chicken scratch note. It says, <clears throat> realizing I'm a piece of shit, the wife and I are on the rocks. <laughs> that's my note. I'm supposed to talk about that. <laughs> and I, you know, like I said in episode one when I was describing what I wanted this show to be, I really wanted it to be um, uncut. You know, me being me, me being open as a, you know, a, a naturally introverted person. I don't really share how I truly feel with about things to most people. I really don't like conflict. And most people can out-argue me, you know, can can make me shut down and and win an argument against me is not a hard thing to do. And uh, <clears throat> so I realized that doing an anonymous show could be really fun because I could essentially open up, break down those barriers, and maybe use this as a kind of... Uh, therapeutic podcast for myself and maybe kind of uh, like a journal and hope that I never get found out of who I am, which could probably be found out pretty easily if somebody really wanted to find out. I haven't gone to great lengths to conceal my identity. I just wanted to be anonymous so that I would break, the, I would speak my mind and not feel, um, worried about friends or family going what the fuck that's what you thought about me <laughs> and it's not like i came on here and talked shit but you know i'm gonna probably go into some pretty intimate details that i wouldn't say if my name were attached to it and publicly posted on the internet um but because i am anonymous for now um i think i can be pretty open with you guys and uh the realizing I'm a piece of shit thing comes down to uh, realizing I, I'm kind of a piece of shit. I'm kind of a bad husband. And maybe doing the show is kind of a bad thing because she doesn't know I'm doing it. My kids don't know I'm doing it. Is that wrong to uh, do something like that? I mean, I guess if the show got big or if I started making money or getting sponsors, then yeah, you know, I might be treading into some maybe I should tell the wife territory. <laughs> but right now, you know, when nobody's really listening, I don't think it's super important to tell them. But that's not what I meant by realizing I'm a piece of shit. But things kind of like that are. Um, I've been kind of a shitty husband. I hadn't taken my wife out for, for months and months and months. Eh. 
since April. No, May. As I said, it's December. Hadn't taken her out on a date. Hadn't taken her out for a bite to eat without the kids or to a movie or to a park or anything. And you can't do that, you know. And our, our marriage is kind of falling apart. And uh, and I'm not going to say I'm completely to blame. Um, but uh, I'm not not to blame. <laughs> I'm not really doing much to prevent that. And that's what I mean by uh, realizing I'm a piece of shit is... If you really reflect on yourself and really try to be um, as honest with yourself as you possibly can be, I think most of us will realize that we're all kind of shitty people in time. And yeah, you might give to charity and you might take good care of your kids, but are you decent to the people at work? Are you calling your parents enough are you uh, doing anything that makes the world better or your little world better is there a reason for you to even be out in the world other than to eat and shit and for me i can't really answer that you know for me my reason is to get my kids through school safely and get them educated and ready for the world and hopefully they don't feel like they had a bad childhood that's about it and then everything else i do is just kind of for myself like stupid little selfish shit and it it's not okay and it's not okay to just fall into the routine of you know this is life and uh I'm too busy to <laughs> take my wife out. I'm too busy to go to the park with my son. I'm too busy to take my daughter shoe shopping, right? You know, you just, this, and I don't want to have the soapbox. I'm standing up here demanding or, you know, speaking. And uh, what am I trying to say? I hate it when people tell you how to be i don't like like motivational speakers <laughs> don't like pretty much what i'm doing right now like go call your mom do this do that take your wife out i'm not telling you to do anything i don't recommend that you do i'm realizing that i haven't been and it's not good and if you don't work on your relationships they're going to fall apart with your friends and your family and especially your wife because you know you have this idea that they want you to always change right there's this and and i felt this a lot and i feel like i kind of understand it a little better but there was always this idea that uh you know when you're first dating you know they're fine with you they like you <laughs> you get married and after a year or so all of a sudden they want you to be this different person. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm me. You accepted me as me. And now I need to be this other guy or I'm not good enough. And I relate to that feeling. I felt it 
I feel it all the time. But what's really happening is you're not really you anymore. You're, when you first start dating, that woman is like priority number one. You think about her, you text her, you like her, you take her out. You probably take your wife out more in the first year that you know her than you will the rest of your life. And that's the you that they know, right? And this you that pays attention and cares about them and takes them out and you do things together. And then what happens is you've been married a year and work catches up and you're just settling into this routine. You don't feel like you changed. And I'm saying you, but I should just be saying me. And uh, I think I'm still just the same. But I'm not. I'm not giving her the same attention that I used to. I'm not taking her out. I'm not caring, really caring about her like I did before. You know, you might realize it and force it. Like, ah, shit. Like, I gotta ask her how her day was. But not just to because I need to ask her how her day was. But because I care about how her day was. You know? And I start realizing that now she doesn't want me to change she wants me to be who i was and i didn't realize that i'm not that guy to her anymore and that's something that i had never realized until like a week ago <laughs> and uh i hope i can save it i hope there's enough time the problem is, is, can you undo that when the damage has been done? Can you ever really go back and be the person that they fell in love with? And if I can, what I really need to realize is I'm not just doing that so she'll love me back again. I got to realize that's just the right thing to do. And if she doesn't come back around and start being the she the woman she was when we first started dating because it goes both ways i can't resent her for that right you can't have this feeling like i put in all this work to be good i took her on a date i did this i asked her about her day i care about her i text her i'm getting nothing in return i resent her now this is bullshit because i felt that before as well when you kind of realize like oh, i'm not doing that great i gotta take the wife out and then you you know you don't get anything back and it's like why did I even waste my time? That is the wrong way to think. It should not be thought of as a waste of time. It shouldn't be thought of as work. It should really just be thought of as this is what I need to do for this person. And I should want to. And I think most men kind of do want to. I think men, myself included, like going out. And, uh, you know doing all the things that they want you to do but there is that resentment that happens when you feel like you're putting in more than they are and uh i've felt that i'm sure she's felt that um but you know we learn you know i always had this mentality from i don't know 18 on up that you know once i hit like 30 35 just gonna kind of have it all figured out and <laughs> and uh you know you just live your life 
and that's just not true like it's like you never really figure it out like you you just kind of uh you just kind of deal with life one day at a time and and uh take it on and hopefully you're present enough to recognize your faults and change them my big problem is changing them in a way that's real and genuine and not just oh i did this so i better not anymore but like actually feeling it like oh that was wrong right i don't want to have to think about the next time i take her out i want it to just naturally happen right i don't want to have to be like oh i'm being a piece of shit again it's been three months damn it i guess i better take her out oh i haven't asked her about work in a week i bet you know i wish it was more natural you know our minds can't <laughs> keep yeah we can't be perfect but you know i worry i worry that uh that ship may have sailed and, and it might be over and i'm not saying we're having like this huge fight or anything that's like you know we can't mend but in general you just never know like she could just be done and and uh and i i feel that way a lot too sometimes i feel like god i wish this were just done like just be single again it was so nice and it really was i liked being single when i was a uh, between wives <laughs> um i was pretty happy and uh but yeah i really like this one yeah hopefully it works out but anyway i'm gonna end the show i don't even feel like i'm doing a podcast anymore i feel like i'm talking to a therapist or some shit but actually that's kind of what i wanted to get out of this show i wanted to open up i wanted it to be real um and i'm okay with this episode and i i don't think i'll edit anything i think i'll just upload it um it feels weird to start the music I'm about to start because of the mood of the room, but I don't really know what else to do because it's time to go. So thanks for listening. Send me your emails. And uh, until next time.